0: is Fair Issues on the Mormon Faircast. This week's article is entitled, Keeping the Faith, Nephi, Joseph Smith, and Biblical Motifs, by Michael R. Ash, read by Ned Skarsbrick. This and other articles by Michael Ash can be found at DeseretNews.com. This article was used by permission of the author and the Deseret News. When Nephi tells his readers that his family departed into the wilderness, Nephi is writing within the context of people who would have understood some interesting things about the wilderness. While many modern readers envision a wilderness of forest and jungle in biblical language, the wilderness refers to the desert. In the ancient world, the flight of the righteous into the wilderness was a recognized motif. We are all familiar with the Exodus, the mass movement of Israelites under the leadership of Moses, but the same pattern can be found in the histories of other Jewish desert groups, such as the followers of John the Baptist and the community that lived at Qumran and are responsible for the Dead Sea Scrolls. The Apostle John wrote of the same theme in the book of Revelation when he compared the church to a woman who flees into the wilderness. See Revelation chapter 12, verse 6. And the early Jews believed that the ten tribes were led away into the wilderness where they would not be molested. Even the Latter-day Saint pioneers fit within this motif. As LDS researcher Ben McGuire has pointed out, when Nephi wrote about their journey, he intentionally likened their flight to the Exodus pattern found in their scriptures. He knew his people would recognize the pattern and understood the fact that it was a new foundational narrative for this particular branch of Israel. See Nephi and Goliath, a case study of literary allusion in the Book of Mormon. As Maguire explained elsewhere, it's also worth noting that in the departure from Jerusalem, we get a moment when Lehi, as Moses, transitions to Nephi as Moses. That even occurs when Lehi murmurs at that moment. Nephi has become the spiritual leader. The exodus pattern is repeated later in the Book of Mormon again as the Nephites arrive in the New World, but are driven out by their warring brothers. When Lehi received his revelation to flee Jerusalem, it began with a vision that included a pillar of fire, following this vision lehi returned home exhausted and while lying on his bed received another vision of god on his throne 1 nephi chapter 1 verses 6 through 17 lds scholar blake ulster has shown that a strong case can be made showing that the elements in 1 nephi conforms precisely to an ancient literary pattern found in other jewish documents such as the Pseudepigrapha, documents unknown in Joseph Smith's Day. The throne Theophany and Prophetic Commission in First Nephi a form critical analysis. According to Ulster, the ascension motif exhibited in Lehi's Vision includes the following elements found in the ancient pattern one, historical introduction, two intercessory prayer, three Divine Confrontation 4. Reaction 5. Throne Theophany, or Vision of God 6. The De'escuses, or the Heavenly Council 7. The Heavenly Book 8. The Kedusa, or Angelic Songs 9. The Commission and 10. The Rejection and Reassurance Joseph Smith notes Ulster, was reared in an era of intense apocalyptic fever and spiritual experience, which resulted in the publication of literally hundreds of conversion experiences and visions of God. If Joseph were simply writing fiction, he would likely have drawn on such stories, and we should be able to find a numerous account in 19th century literature resembling the Theophany Commission pattern in First Nephi. But this is not the case, Ulster writes. In point of fact, however, the sole account in the literature of 19th century America, conforming in any significant detail to the ancient literary pattern uncovered by a thorough, though perhaps not an exhaustive search of such visions, in the Nephi account. Ulster points out that anyone who claims that Joseph created Lehi's story as a fictional narrative must be prepared to explain the following details: One, the call form found in Lehi's ascension narrative is not found in 19th century literature. Two, the author of First Nephi was obviously aware of the ancient call narrative, based on the sequence and placement in the account of First Nephi. And three the author had access to the ancient call pattern as evidenced by the essential motifs, formulaic language, and completeness of the throne theophany and commission pattern. And while Ulster acknowledges that these patterns may be detected in part in the Bible, these patterns were not obvious until recently scholarly endeavors explored for such patterns. If the scholars of Joseph Smith's own day were ignorant of the call form, what are the chances that he, Joseph Smith, could have detected the essential pattern, isolated and deleted all Babylonian influences and included in his vision elements that were part only in the yet unknown pseudopigraphy? If you like this podcast, you can help promote it by subscribing to it in iTunes or by rating it and writing a review. Post a link on your blog and Facebook page and tell your friends about us. Questions or comments about this episode can be sent to podcast at fairlds.org or join the conversation at fairblog.org. Michael Ash is the author of the book Shaken Faith Syndrome, strengthening one's testimony in the face of criticism and doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Both books are available for purchase online through the Fair Bookstore. Music for this episode was provided courtesy of Lawrence Green. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or that of Fair Mormon.